the show begin. Damn, y'all feel it? This is the Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. Check it out. The number one show focusing on HBCU news. Hey. With guests, entertainment, Ladies and, and surprise co-hosts. Tripping in an awkward situation. Now, here is your host, Ken Finesse Media. good. You know, I just turn up. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. And as mentioned right before the break, I told y'all we got another Finesse comment. For those that can see, you already see who it is in the back screen, on the screen. My soror, Zeta Phi Beta. Pleasant Grove stand up. That's what's up. Z5, Blue Fire, all that good stuff. Welcome to the podcast for the first time. My soror, singer, songstress, writer, Amanda Maxwell, better known as Mandy. You better ask her. What's up, girl? How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you came on, Queen. How have you been? You know, it's been, you know, life is happening. So it's been a little bit rough, but I'm blessed. I cannot complain. Grateful for every opportunity coming my way. That's what's up. And as I mentioned, Pleasant Grove, born and raised in Texas. I'm in Dallas, Mm -hmm. but I respect those that is uh, from that Pleasant Grove area, man, because y'all got a pride like no other. Um, Oh, yeah, we got to. (laughs) What was that like growing up, Pleasant Grove? Growing up in Pleasant Grove? Because there's so many people from y'all area. It's good times. You know, of course, you know, Pleasant Grove got to compete with Oak Cliff because, you know, everybody know Oak Cliff. So it's been a competition to try to get the Grove on the map, but it's all good. It was great. Loved growing up in the Grove. Yeah. And that talent that you have as a singer, was that always, you know, something that you had growing up in Pleasant Grove or you discovered it, you know, somewhere in college? Oh, no, no. I've sang my whole life. My parents are musicians. That that runs in my family. My mom and dad used to play and she would direct choirs. They're both from Arkansas. Shout out with your pops. That's one sharp dude. <laughs> That's yeah, one... shout out to people's funeral home, too. My daddy <laughs> owns a funeral home. Um, but, yeah, they used to be musicians, and they would go around the city and do conferences and workshops and stuff together. So um, when I turned six, my dad taught me how to play piano. Um, I learned how to play piano. I learned how to write music. Um, then I went to school. Uh, I went to A&M Commerce where I uh, played Zeta Phi Beta, and I was a music major. And so from there, I tried my hand at doing background vocals in the Dallas area, and I've sang background for just about every Dallas artist you can think of. And from that, um, got in the industry. I went on tour with Anthony Hamilton and Charlie Wilson and LaPortia Renee, and my career has kind of just skyrocketed from there. LaPorsche saw something in me that was a little bit more than just singing background, and she encouraged that and cultivated that, along with my Dallas people um, encouraging me no, to be, whole, be an artist. You know, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. like, it, it, it's incredible, and I want to know your feelings and thoughts about that, because you know your people from Dallas watching. Shout out to the DFW. I've been living hey. here for five years, and the love in Dallas is crazy. Like It's in the water. <laughs> it's in the air. Um, you know, Shout out to Badu. But really, Dallas hold you down. People from other places, too, because believe me, you, when folks saw you coming on here, I was getting hit up from folks oh, that's yeah? not from Texas. Are you kidding me? People that's really? not from Texas has been following your music. And so, but Dallas folks, they've been holding it down and supporting you for so many 
many years. How has that been? You know, Dallas is such a saturated market. There's so much talent here. Yes, it is. Like, you, you've really got, I don't want to say fight, but you really got to prove yourself to be top tier here. Um, we got Daniel Jones, who is the MD for Janet Jackson. You got Gino um, Iglehart, who used to play for Badu. He's actually on the whole Mama's Gun album. That's him on there. There's so much talent. Being able to call these people friends and brother and sister and being around all that talent has cultivated me to the artist I am now. Like, I'm really blessed to be able to grow up in Dallas. A lot of your favorite artists, Kirk Franklin, mm-hmm. shout out to Kirk. Um, when he uses background vocals and vocals, period, a lot of those people come from Dallas. <laughs> No, and no. so, like Dallas is really Dallas is really like the the mecca of music vocals here, mm-hmm. and not just not just vocals, but musicians too. We have incredible musicians here too. Yeah, just creatives in general. Yeah, creatives in general. Yeah, in, in in general, and you see it from the you know the infrastructures, the the buildings, you know, with the art and whatnot. If you go to Deep Ellum, like that's a real artsy place. Oh yeah. Um, but just so many different parts of the Metroplex, you have talent every Sunday and Saturday, even in this damn pandemic. You've been kicking butt still over at San Diego. <sighs> Uh, and Sendaga A13, that's home right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So how is yeah. that? How is that? Because you're still kicking butt in this pandemic. You know, it's been it's been a bit of a challenge to try to stay safe and still deliver and stay visible during this pandemic because people, you know how people are out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Once they don't see you anymore, they forget about you. So I've tried to find a way to keep myself out there. And so along with the Saturday nights at Sandaga and the Sunday nights at Lava Cantina, Sandaga has allowed me to open up like a whole new platform for vocalists and it's called the warm up. And we do that on Wednesday nights. And so like vocalists from everywhere, this is their opportunity to be in a judgment free zone to where they can just cultivate their craft and hone their craft and really be the artist that they've always wanted to be. Because it is very intimidating growing up in the city with so much talent, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so um, I wanted to create, along with Gino Iglehart, create an environment for singers, strictly singers, because sometimes we get overlooked mm-hmm. uh, at jam sessions and stuff like that. But this is kind of like a, the voice meets a jam session. And it's a little bit competitive, but not like in a nasty way. And mm-hmm. all they're working towards is at the end of the competition, whoever wins, they get to open up for me on a Saturday night. That so is super it's, dope. It's, yeah, it's a way That's for somebody to really like Hone their artistry. Mm-hmm. And like you said, keep people out in front of other folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the virtual space, I said every week on this on this podcast, it's great. But, you know, I want to get into a space where I'm sitting down with folks and touching folks and being able to see folks. But seriously, for you as a musician, you know, you get that energy from your crowd, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Need that energy. Need that energy. And I've done some virtual stuff. You know, when the pandemic first hit, virtual was the way to go. It's just not the Thing. Yeah. Like I need the, I can the feel people. I need all of that, and not even just the claps. Just you can p- feel people's vibes mm-hmm. just from them being around. So um, it's been a little bit of a, a strain not being able to go hug people like I want to after my show because I'm a lover. I will love on you <laughs> after a show and on my break. I don't want to go be by myself. I want to feel people's energy and I want them to know the real me. I'm very accessible, but that's been really the challenge is having to go straight to the bag after a show and stuff yeah. like that. But so yeah. far it's kept me healthy. It's kept mm-hmm. me safe. It's kept my family safe and healthy. And we're still able to thrive. Is the hashtag Mandy brand. 
There you go. And then looking right at it, <laughs> Mandy, ask Mandy the EP. You dropped yes. that. And yes. um, tell us about that, you know, that album, our listeners. That whole EP, the Ask Mandy EP came about because, um, for two reasons, I had a, uh, I guess a bit of a blog, blog situation on Facebook, and it was called Ask Mandy, where people could inbox me questions that they were maybe afraid to ask on social media, or they just wanted advice, or they wanted to talk about topics that are a little bit taboo, and you know me, I don't care, I'm going to say whatever I want to say, I don't care, and so um, from that, at the time, I was going through a divorce. And oh no shit! I didn't even know you were married before. Yes, I was. How long married, were you married? Yeah. We were married for two years. We okay. were together for five. Wow. Yeah. But um, that marriage was pretty. Uh, it was. It's pretty terrible. It was pretty damn bad. <laughs> and and from that that pain and that story, I decided. I wasn't going to let anybody else tell my story mm-hmm. and tell what happened because he did so much stuff. It was all over Dallas. And I decided, well, if people want to know, they can ask me directly. I put it the whole thing <laughs> in an EP. So that EP is really about my divorce, my wow. marriage, the things that he did, stuff that I did because I wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Girl, hey, women fuck up too. We do, we do our dirt too. And that's what that EP was about. I didn't want anybody to be able to gossip about me. Mm-hmm. I said it all myself. I, so I spilled my own tea. No, so it, that was it, it's good. And in fact, one person comes to mind, Vince Brewer. He's from Chicago, but now uh-huh. lives in, in, in Atlanta. And he's mm-hmm. telling me, dude, you have an ass. He said, you have a Mandy on? I go, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's not a, a Greek affiliate, but he's mm-hmm. one that comes to mind. It was a couple of folks, but I just thought uh, Vince Brewer, I don't know if you know him or whatnot, but he okay. follows your artistry, and he was excited oh. to have you on. Uh, Yay. So, but, but certainly, so when people say that, hey, they need to ask Mandy, and you've been giving people, you know, the truth through your music and your artistry, mm-hmm. but what's three things that people don't know about Mandy? Uh, one, I'm an introvert. Uh, so it takes a lot of energy for me to be this extrovert on stage. I kind of liken myself to like a Beyonce, Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. Something happens when I get on stage and I can't really explain mm-hmm. it. Or like when I get in front of a camera, something happens and it's a light that just instantly turns on. But you wouldn't think that based on like my social media persona or my stage persona. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I I am a nerd. Like I like to watch the Discovery Channel and I watch YouTube makeup tutorials when I'm not doing stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm whack. Um, three. Huh. I'm really a sweetheart. Mm. I think people have this um, image of me that I'm very tough because I'm very confident, um, which I am. I'm I'm very confident because life has taken me through a lot of stuff. Mm. And when you go through life, you toughen up real quick. And um, you find yourself when you go through the ups and downs of life. I really feel like people that ask me all the time, how do I get your confidence? I want to be more confident. Mm. Keep living. Keep living. Keep living. That's how you. That's how you find it. It's it's in you, but life brings it out of you. So mm-hmm. I guess those would be the three things. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's three things. <laughs> I, certainly, I didn't know about you, and to get you to get to know you doing this uh, conversation is, is definitely good. And then you, 
like you say, having people to have your back. You got your soror and your real sister. My blood, my one and yeah, yeah, man. So how has that been growing up with another talented, you know, sibling that's finessing the game? And if you're watching this, Tiff, get your ass over here and get on the podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, I reached yeah. out to Soror, sure. so we're going we gonna to do some things. But how has that been for you, you know, or how um, has that experience been? I have my no absolute best friend. That's what's up. And so growing up with my sister has, has been, it's been amazing. We have each other's back through everything, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so growing up with Tiff the Zeta, well, for me, she's just always been Tiff. Um, it's been a blessing to have the one person that has my back no matter what just happens to be my blood sister and my sorority sister. Mm-hmm. I actually brought my sister in. Whoa, really? I didn't know y'all attended the same so, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for a year. And that was rough, living with my sister in college. But <laughs> we're two totally different personalities. Yeah. We're the same, but we're completely different. But uh, now nah, she's amazing. She's my best friend. Sometimes she's she's got to be my mentor. Sometimes she's got to be my rock. Sometimes I'm hers. She's really like my shoulder to lean on. She's really my everything. No, Tiff is is dope. As I as I mentioned, she man, is finesse in the game and stylist. For those that don't know, Tiff mm-hmm. is a bad stylist here in Dallas yeah. and, and just throughout. Um, but then also someone you mentioned too that's finesse in the game. That's a stylist is um, um, Bo John or Bolins. Oh yeah, Jay Bolin. Jay Bolin. Yeah. Jay Bolin's here and, and he's doing a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing his know, thing. Definitely doing his thing. And who are some of the people? that help you with this artistry, right? So every singer, I believe, got a vocal coach. So who is that go-to person that keeps that thing going for you? <laughs> I, you know, the crazy thing is, every time I ask somebody in Dallas to be my vocal coach, they're like, you good. Oh, really? I'm like, no, I'm not. Yes, like every time, like I've reached out, to, and not and not saying anything bad, but they're just like, I don't know what I can teach you. I don't know what I can show you. Um, I actually had before she passed. Her name was Bridget Jernigan, mm-hmm. and she was my mentor. She sang with God's property, and there's just not a voice like her still to this day. But she was the one person that really brought the shyness out of me and really taught me how to just be okay with my sound and my tone because it's different. I don't feel like I sound like anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the one that made me very comfortable with my range, my upper register, my lower register. And I don't have her anymore, but she still lives in my heart. So every now and then when I feel like I need a little bit of encouragement, I talk to my sis because I'm very spiritual. And I believe people don't leave. They just transition. That's what's up. Yeah, definitely. And and just in a different form. So who are you listening to? What's some of the artists? Because I know that you are R&B singing. You get down with Mm -hmm. the gospel, too. I was watching the clip on on the stage, too. So who are, you know, uh, some of the artists that you're listening to or have been listening to? Um, Well, my favorite artist would be Kimberell. Anybody that knows me knows that Kimberell is top tier. Man. She and I share the same birthday. That's August 26th. Yes, man. Virgo sister. Um, She is dope. She ain't got a church in Houston, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kimberell, Brandy, the vocal Bible. Yeah. I love Brandy. Um, I like a lot of male singers, too. Joe. Joe. Tank. What about um, Eric Robeson? 
I love Eric Roberson. Um, one of one of my producers actually works with him. He's his producer as well. Oh, sweet. So yeah, I get to be in and out of the studio. I get first listens and stuff. Eric Roberson is absolutely dope. Um, a couple of other like um indie artists that I really like, Kenyon Dixon is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Um, let's see, um, Mickey Miller. I love Mickey, Mickey Miller. Miller. Okay. M- okay. Mickey Miller I've is heard amazing. Mickey Miller, She's from Chicago too, I think. I haven't listened I think to the recent yeah. album. I haven't oh, listened yeah. to any Listen of the, to the recent. Yeah, uh, she's dope. Any of the recent music uh, that they, that you know that she's put out, but being in R and B, being in gospel, how mm-hmm. has that kind of you know uh, been received? Because a lot of times, still in this in this era, you kind of have that. Or are you, are you going to be a gospel artist? Or are you going to be an R and B artist? So, what mm-hmm. do you kind of categorize your art? Um, I would say that I'm, I'm definitely R&B because that, that kind of is like where my heart is. Mm-hmm. I love gospel. Those, that's where my roots are. But gospel didn't allow me to express myself the way I need to express myself as hashtag me. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, because I used to be a praise and worship leader and carrying that responsibility of leading God's people into worship, doesn't, it's not conducive to being on stage on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. drinking Hennessy and mm-hmm. and doing 90s mm-hmm. R&B. So I had to make a decision, but that has absolutely nothing for me to do with my faith. I still believe in God. I'm still very spiritual. I still believe in Jesus. I am a, a diehard Christian, um, but I really think R&B best fits who I am as an artist and, and the platform in which I need to speak. Well, glory to God, but God damn it, bring another album. So do you what are me? we ready for? Well, you know, I dropped, many dope, I but what, what, when are we getting this next album? When are we getting it? We're working on it right now. I was in the studio. I did two sessions yesterday. I promise y'all, <laughs> I am working. If I'm not on stage, I'm in the studio working on this next album. Um, I dropped D&D. That's the first single from the second EP, which is going to be called Mood. And okay. that's exactly what it is. It's the whole mood. It's the whole <laughs> vibe. Uh, if you know anything I about me, that. Know. <laughs> okay. I am a 90s R&B connoisseur. So this album is going to be very reflective of that. And right now, 90s R&B, people listen to 90s R&B like it just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it, kind of my vein. That's what I kind of stick to. That's what I love. <laughs> so that's we, what this EP going to be. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. Um, this album, this EP, um, The Eggs Mandy is so melodic, though. Mm-hmm. It took me a second that you were saying, you can just ask Mandy. Listen, I'm not a singer. I ain't going to play with y'all, but... <laughs> It took me a second. I said, wait, that's, yo, yo, yo. So that's dope since I, I, it's a, like you said, it's a vibe. It's a whole mood. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that's just a vibe here in Dallas. It's like, it's just a vibe here. I can see why folks stay. Um, But during this pandemic, you remain consistent as we talked about being, um, you know, still consistent on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm -hmm. What have you learned, Soror, in this pandemic, you know, about yourself or others? I've learned, like I think many people have learned, to slow down. Mm-hmm. There's no need to rush because we're not always going to be in control. Yep. Things happen. Life happens. You got it. I was telling my son this today. Um, sometimes life happens and you just got to go with the flow. There's no need to panic. God is in control no matter what the circumstance is. And that's why even with this album, I don't feel the need to rush to get it out because I want when it does come out, for it to be a classic. I want it to be a staple. I want people to be singing this when they like 60 years old. I want this to be reminiscent of 90s R&B so it sticks around. I want to put something of substance out. I don't want to rush this one. 
because this one here is celebratory for me. The last one was about heartache and heartache and getting through, and now I'm through it. And this this album is going to be reflective of where I am in my journey right now, just celebrating life and celebrating myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think people think it's a bad thing to celebrate yourself. There's nothing wrong with being proud of the accomplishments that you've made sure. and just being a, being proud of where you are, especially being able to do all the things that we're doing, even you doing this podcast in the midst of a pandemic, still being able to bring quality content to people. That's a blessing in itself to, to have the equipment to do that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people have lost a lot of things during this pandemic, but I'm super grateful. I've learned to be more grateful for the things that I have as opposed to the things that I don't have. I don't even worry about what I don't have because whatever it is God wants me to have, it's going to come. So I've learned to just chill out. You can tell your folks uh, got some affiliation with a front of girl. Uh, right? <laughs> Y'all done preach some sermons in there, so Right? I'll be talking <laughs> when I get to going. No, that's what's drunk. up. And as I've been saying, Soro, we said a couple of times, Zeta Phi Beta to Word Incorporated, happy 100 yes. years yes, uh, as we exit 2020. Yes. Uh, so tell our listeners uh, about your experience being a member of Zeta Phi Beta. I proudly uh, promote HBCUs, historically mm-hmm. black colleges on this podcast, and I always mm-hmm. love to, you know, give folks take if they are a member, our guests that come on, a member of the Greek letter organization. So mm-hmm. being a member of Zeta Phi Beta, let our listeners know kind of when were you initiated? I know you said a little bit earlier, but when were you initiated? What was your number? Uh, okay. What's <laughs> all that good stuff? And what has it been like being a Zeta all these years? Okay, A&M Commerce, I am Fall 03, I am a Trey Club, Three Elements of Blue, and my name is Blue Flame, because that's the hottest part of the fire, so <laughs> they said I was hot, so that's what we went with. Um, being a part of Zeta Phi Beta has really, it's really taught me how to take ownership of the things that I want to create. Being a part of an organization who some people would consider the underdogs on campus, you ain't have no choice but to be original, stand out. You had to do something to make people want to be a part of what it is that you got going on. Because growing up, everybody knows AKA, everybody knows Delta. But very few girls get to get the experience of Zeta Phi Beta. And so when I was introduced to the Zetas, they were just like real chill girls, real cool, just regular smegular girls like me. Like they came on the yard. They were friendly. They were inviting. And not to say the other girls weren't, because they were too, but there was something different about this group of girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, connecting with the Zetas and seeing how much talent they had and how fearless they were to create this persona that made people want to be like us. It was an amazing experience, Alpha Epsilon Chapter. Shout out to Alpha Epsilon Chapter, a and Commerce. We created something, an era during that time that I don't think can be duplicated. And then when I left, I brought my sister in, so we kept the legacy going. And and now, and I told my sister, and this is how she got the name, actually, Tiffany Beta. I told her when she crossed, I said, you will no longer be known as mm-hmm. Tiffany Maxfield. Yeah. They will always refer to you as Tiff the Zeta. And sure. so that kind of stuck with her. But yeah, I've learned how to put on events. And so you learn all of those things being a part of Greek letter organizations, especially D9, because uh, we got to put on weeks to entertain mm-hmm. people on the yard. Mm-hmm. So you learn entrepreneurship. And um, yeah, it, it's been it's great. Very for interesting, me. too. That's a very mm-hmm. interesting point that I never really connected, I guess, that you were mm-hmm. really doing a lot of that kind of gra- grassroots. 
you know, yes. type of things. And and as we and we can talk definitely blue and white, you know, on most campuses. No, I'm not going to even say that sentence all the way. What I will say is, oh, not now, especially. You're not now saying, but on yeah. some campuses, then. Sigmas and Zetas weren't the popular, you know, organization, right. or mm-hmm. people just didn't know. They may have been right. popular, but you go like, wow, who are these popular people? But Precise. you had to kind of be different and stand out, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. But I never connected the dots on how, you know, um, notorious we were uh, and progressive about putting things together for weeks. You know what I mean? A full mm-hmm. week planning calendar, and then also getting funding for buildings and and, and that. all of that. Yeah. Yes. All of that, yeah. All of that plays a part into how I'm able to run my business and run my band now. Like you, I was president, then I was vice president, I was treasurer. I held all the positions. Come on, president. You, yeah, yeah. You get to learn and experience what it's like to be around different personalities because mm-hmm. each girl is different. You have to learn how to communicate with everybody because everybody's different. And then bringing in other people, like it's it's really shaped me, and I'm grateful that I chose Beta because it allowed me to step up to the plate. I didn't have a choice. It wasn't that many of us. So it's going to be me or nobody to do it. <laughs> and it made me fearless. I guess some of my, a lot of my confidence came from that too. Just being a Zeta and having to be in the public eye all the time. Because being on a college campus and being Greek, you in the public eye. Definitely. All the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you're like this celeb, if you will, on campus. You know, everybody's yeah, looking to you. So you, you have this uh, pressure uh, to mm-hmm. perform. And you know how it goes. If you're wearing your letters, don't do this. Don't do that. Yes. Don't do this. So, <laughs> yes. so you yes. got to watch out what you're doing when you're not wearing the letters, even when you're not wearing the letters, even what you said to Tiff. Listen, you're not going to be Tiff. Maxfield, you're going to be Tiff to Zeta, you know, mm-hmm. uh, definitely. So, but each and every week on the Finesse Media Podcast, so where I ask my finessers, that's you, uh, again, someone who's finessing the game. So, again, thank you for joining the podcast. But who or uh, what brand for you that's finessing the game? What brand? Or a person that's finessing the game for you. Uh, we talking about locally? or we This can be right? whatever that comes to mind. I may want to kind of tune this up because I got to – Spell it out each time, so you got to explain the joke. It ain't funny. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask it, or just give it to you directly again. Who's that person or brand that's finessing the game for you that comes immediate to mind? Oh, me. There you go. That's no wrong me. answer. And I, and I feel okay with saying that mm-hmm. because it's taking a long time. Mm-hmm. People think I just popped up on the scene out of nowhere. I've been doing this since I was 19 years old. I'm 36. And I feel like now I am okay with the fact that I've established a brand and it's working for me. It's working. And I'm just going to keep building on that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. As a, and as a mom, absolutely, absolutely. I'm not going to even just continue to on like you didn't say that that's <laughs> powerful. Absolutely, Sora. Self-love is the best love. So mm-hmm. that's no wrong feeling about it. You know, mm-hmm. definitely, uh, you know, if you're loving on yourself, then you're not looking necessarily for other people and that self-encouragement. And as we just said, you know, quite briefly about being an undergrad and being president, I remember being the president on campus telling folks, listen, you got to be the back catcher, the umpire, the crowd, the pitcher, and you got to run the whole show because depending on someone else to cheer for you, you know, it can be uh, an upset for you. So mm-hmm. again, and love on yourself. So I love that mm-hmm. comment. That's probably honestly mm-hmm. the best response. And we're in episode, I have no idea, but this is the best response, loving on yourself. But before I get you up out of here, I ask mm-hmm. before you do it, uh, ask mm-hmm. if you'll do it before, 
Um, but sing us out on this episode, Sora, with anything that comes to mind, like a Vanessa. And you mentioned yourself, so I guess that's a good um, segue, Vanessa. Uh, if we may, uh, take see, whatever and, that comes to your mind uh, from your lungs, from your heart, uh, and let people hear you. And uh, I'll just let you go. So I wrote a song on this last EP, on the Ask Me EP, and it's called Be Okay. Um, and it simply just says that everything is going to be okay. Okay. And it goes, um, not a shame to say life hit me hard. And I've even fallen a time more to bruise, but I have learned to come back harder. So I'll straighten up my crown, because that's what real queens do. It's going to be. Okay, everything is gonna be okay. Everything is gonna be okay. Everything is gonna be okay. Mandy Maxwell, hurry up with this album, please. Oh, my God, man. And if you can do an acapella, if you can do it, and that's the thing. Like, thank you, Sora, first off. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but that's the thing. Like, you ask singers to sing, and you've never, and I haven't had a single on, so definitely you just broke um, the Finesse Media Season 3 with this <laughs> dope-ass acapella you've done. But that's thank it, you. man. You, you can sing acapella on the fly. That's a real singer. Uh, a and I thank you for doing it. Yeah, a singer. I, I thank welcome. you for doing it. I thank you for representing um, Pleasant Grove well. Um, yeah. And, and just being a, a finer woman, man. Seriously, so well. I thank you for joining the podcast. Thank uh, you for and, having And being a mom, too, you know, doing all of mm-hmm. this. Because that's a whole nother episode, right? Right. <laughs> being a mom, doing all these different things, mm-hmm. and people probably just are taken aback when they go, wait, she was married, she was divorced, she got an album, she's a mm-hmm. mom, you know, mm-hmm. and she's done background for so many different artists that you know, it's like, damn. And then she's a member of Zeta Phi Beta, she's a college graduate, and the family's finessing the game. You're like, wow. So this is the type of uh, caliber of guests I, I mm-hmm. really want our listeners to, to take away from and, and learn from. People like mm-hmm. you, Sora, thank you so much. Thank you so okay. much. And Thank you for having me. If you're in Dallas uh, or if you're visiting Dallas, because we know you're traveling with that mask on, people. Uh, Amanda, mm-hmm. let folks know how they can see you uh, in a social distance environment uh, and also how they can keep up with you and follow you. Uh, definitely come see me Saturday nights for Organic Soul Saturdays featuring hashtag Mandy and my band, The Squad, at Sandaga 813. That's Exposition 813 Exposition Drive. Dallas, Texas. You can also see me on Sundays for Neo Soul Sundays at Lava Cantina in the Colony. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at hashtag, spell the word, hashtag out, Mandy with an I. That's what's up. Thank you, Sir Rosetta, for that beta. Texas on. So, Rosetta, thank you for joining the podcast. This has been another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media, and I'll see you next week with something brand new. Peace! Wanna do? Hey, you make me think. Ow. You really.
check it out. This has been another edition of the Finesse Media Podcast. Join us again next week for the latest news from HBCU. Special guests and co-hosts. Thank you for listening to the Finesse Media Podcast. Thank you.